0: The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network.
1: Hello, everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of the Panel Discussion Podcast, your home for comic book talk right here on the BICBP Radio Network. Happy to be with you another week. Back to comic book reviews. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside Greg Knowlton, and that's right. We are going to review comics today. It's been feels like forever yeah, uh, since did, we actually did. I yeah. think did Golo do?
0: You might have done. I think
1: with- I did one with Gollo.
0: Silly end game taking up all of our talking time.
1: I know it did. It did. We had two episodes of that. We had last weekend was hectic, so I just put up a bunch of interviews from Nickel City Con, and I think, yeah, Gallo picked the last the last comic book. Yeah. I can't even remember which one we did. Was it Cloak Moon Knight? Oh yeah, it was Cloak and Dagger. That's right. And I
0: wasn't there for that, so I, it's been four weeks. It's been a long time since i reviewed a comic book. It's
1: been a long time since I have too. Feels yeah. like forever. But today, uh, you had choice, and I think it was an excellent choice, different, um, but really good. Why don't you tell the... Well, the listeners already know if they clicked on the episode, but why did you pick this topic today?
0: I was thinking um, a couple things. We've kind of been going off book with our choices, and occasionally we'll pick something popular. I wanted to leave the realm of traditional superhero, and I wanted to have that nostalgia factor. Like As much as we talk about um, the... X Men animated series and the Batman animated series. I remember watching the, the the GI Joe animated series. I remember collecting all the figures for GI Joe as well. Right. So I thought it'd be cool to to dive into something there. It's still um well, it's still a, it was a Marvel property at one point. But yes. it's also an indie comic, if you want to call IDW an indie comic property.
1: DC had it for a little bit too, DC I think. DC did
0: have it for a little bit. So it's bounced around. IDW is just like the, the gobble monster of comic books. They're like, hey, no one owns this property. Let's make a comic about it. And that's <laughs> literally like G.I. Joe. I think they've bought um, – I know they did DuckTales. They've done stuff with uh, – I'm forgetting the names right now. Ninja Turtles, Transformers. Like IDW, just any property that's out there, they do they a pick comic up. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's definitely some I just forgot. I had a couple interesting ones in my head, but yeah. So I was like, "G.I. Joe, that sounds great. Like, let's let's do G.I. Joe. Let's do something a little different." So,
1: excellent. No, excellent choice. You know, G.I. Joe. I remember it a little bit. I don't think I got into it as much as maybe my my dad's generation yeah. did. Like that was everything back then you know that the 70s and 80s yep. you know it was gi joe it was voltron it was thundercats it was all you know that generation of stuff uh but gi joe was really prevalent pre- prevalent prevalent yeah that's the yes. word uh always making up new words on the show prevalent back in the day so this was kind of cool to, to dive into and you yep. know the two books that i chose today were they had a cool vibe to them yeah um i did two of the marvel run ones and they had they just had this like it's hard to describe. It just felt very 80s. Yeah,
0: I, I can agree. Mine felt very 80s, very Saturday morning cartoon.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it, it reminded me too. It, and I get, it just felt realistic because it, you know, it and and these at least these early ones it dealt with with modern technology and stuff. Okay. It wasn't too out of you know, no like Infinity Stones or stuff that you, like you can't yeah. possibly like. Grasp or, or understand or visualize, but it dealt with like modern, you know, modern weaponry, modern military strategy, and it was it was just really cool. It, it felt like um, you ever been to like a like an arcade? You ever play like that game Operation Wolf? At all? Yes. It reminded me of that, like with the the coloring and all, and all that. You got it was... my
0: head running now because I saw a Metal Slug like uh, ad today, and then I was just thinking about Contra the other day and how much I wanted <laughs> to play that. So now, thanks. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. I have some... <laughs> You know what? I'm going to let you borrow one of those Raspberry Pis and you can play that. I, I I got a new one for myself, so you can borrow the old one. And I think Contra's on there. <sighs> I know, right? Crazy. Um,
0: but, yeah, one of the other things with G.I. Joe, for me, too, nostalgia-wise, I, you said, like, is our parents' generation. I'm the youngest of five. Yeah. So my older siblings were, like, all G.I. Joe, Thundercats, He-Man, Silverhawks for people that don't remember Silverhawks. Um, So, I'm when my nostalgia hits, a lot of times I have like an 80s nostalgia. A lot of people have talked to me about this, like because my siblings and my, like I said, my mom before and my dad were both huge, like comic book 80s nerds, like G.I. Joe. Like, my dad was huge into more of that, like the cartoon side of it in the comic books. My first comic was a Spider Man for my dad. Right. And my mom was more like, nerd <laughs> but but yeah so like the nostalgia for me I didn't even think about it like I have this 80s nostalgia like I almost feel like I was around for like the original GI Joe's I know it wasn't but then this like high school nostalgia hits and it, it was hard to separate myself from this I don't know if you ever saw the the spoofed GI Joe PSAs
1: no I don't think I have
0: <laughs> so like it's like the GI Joe characters and they had these like The more you know, like, knowing is half the battle. PSAs where it was like, if there's a fire, this is what you do. Someone went over and, like, redubbed them. And, like, it's one of the characters at one point, like, charges into the house and he's like, oh, my God, a fire. Get the F out, kids. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, pork chop sandwiches, run. (laughs) You need to send me these videos. (laughs) They get outside and he's like, oh, that smelled delicious. Instead of, like, telling the kids what they're supposed to be (laughs) hearing. And they're hilarious. One of the guys like bumps into the kid and it's supposed to be a PSA about him riding his bike in the road, but instead like all of the dialogue is the guy asking if his mom was like so-and-so who used to go so-and-so bar and he's like, Jimmy, I think I'm your father. And they're hilarious, so, so I had to separate myself from those reading these comic books because that's all I could picture for a minute. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> and, and those are those are incredible. Those, like, yeah, I'm, I'll send them to you later. All right, I might do. have to post the link on the the panel discussion page just because I feel like people need to see those they th- haven't seen. These. I think you should give <laughs> a little
1: give a little taste, almost partial taste of what the what to expect. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's fucking good. It's real good. Alright, do you want to start this one off?
0: Yeah, I can start this one off. Alright. Um, am I on the right book? Yeah, I am. I am going to start... So I did IDW's runs of G.I. Joe. I actually, did, they did a couple of them. Um, there's a current one and then a couple others. So I did their first run. Um, this is issue three. And I'll hop right into it. Um, I picked this run for a specific reason. And this is like not even the variant cover. This is the main cover. And the reason I picked this run was because Snake Eyes is on the cover. And I freaking love Snake Eyes. Spoiler alert, he's not in this book at all.
1: (laughs) Are you serious?
0: (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Come on.
1: What year is this from?
0: These are, let me double check. I think this is closer to the, the movie release. Yeah, this is a 2009. Is this. I was going to
1: say, that's a very 80s move to put a character on a cover and then not include yeah, them. Yeah,
0: this is 2009. This is like Hasbro licensed IDW. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, this is the first or second movie came out in 2009. I can't remember. The, is this the Rock one or was this Oh, uh, the, the Rock was the
1: second one. So this might have been the... Channing the first Channing. one was like Bruce Willis Channing Tatum. Yeah. yeah. Then the Rock moved in like he always does in movies. And- yeah. Destroys them.
0: He was great in that movie. It was yeah, but movie he just, he just
1: takes other people's stuff like Fast yeah. and Furious, and then makes it his own. And he delivers the same character in every movie. He's gonna be and- in
0: Marvel, man. What are you gonna do? Oh, and DC. <laughs> he's gonna. He's just gonna start. He's gonna come in as a different character and eventually become Superman or Batman. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna read Move my comic book because because Matt. <laughs> Matt just opened the window, so I'm gonna start reading my comic. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta talk him off the ledge here. <laughs> so my comic starts with Duke. I, actually, so this I didn't know all the characters in this. Duke Beach and one of the the redneck guys. I can't think of his name. He doesn't have his cowboy hat on, so I don't recognize him. Um, and the pit is under attack. It's right where it starts. The this the pit is their secret base in this. Um, I think it was also in the movies and at one point it's supposed to be this untraceable base and there's these like they just see they're under fire. This It's really exciting. Just a ton of gunfire. Duke pushes Beach out of the way um, and they're just going back and forth. Hawk makes an appearance which was exciting. And there's these just like spiders that have flamethrowers on them like, technolo- the, like mechanical spiders that have flamethrowers and machine guns and that's who's attacking. Um, and it kind of goes through like there's this awesome scene that Hawk takes a gun from like a, a rookie, like a private, and just starts shooting, yelling "Get some!" <laughs> Classic. I loved it. <laughs> uh, and then he stands back up, like the the fire, the he gets like the flamethrower shooting him. He stands back up holding the gun, and he's just shooting again. And the the rookie's like. Sir, you're on fire." He goes, "Oh, I just tailored this jacket." It keeps going. <laughs> it's like, "What? That is
1: phenomenal." <laughs> 80s. <laughs> Love it.
0: Um, and it cuts over to some some Russians with terrible Russian like accents. Like the writing is like so <laughs> so bad there to be honest, but whatever. Um and they're just they're controlling these spiders and they're just trying to take them down. And I said I don't want to give too much away. Brainstorm shows up and helps out. So there's a couple characters. Some I don't recognize. Like, I don't know who Beach is, but he's like this crack sniper is what there is. They blow up one of the spiders kind of impressively with a fire extinguisher and a sticky bomb. So that, that was, was cool. cool. They use the fire extinguisher to, like, block its sensors. Uh, and it cuts over to Baroness and Destro, who are having some sort of falling out. And Destro's the one who's charging the spiders to attack. Um, and they're just they're having an argument. He's at gunpoint. Doo-doo-doo. And Destro gets away by using Clyde, which is his dog. (laughs) The the redneck guy, I can't think of his name, but he's singing for like three panels. Just singing, gone shooting, how am I going to get her down? Gone shooting, she's gone. And then a grenade pops in the room and he goes, oops, and dives away. (laughs) It's like, So weird. Um... You find out, like, why the spiders are there, and the Joes have to stop them. I'm not giving as many spoilers as I usually do, and that's the plan. Good. So you can read why. (laughs) Um, And they chase him down. You get to see... One of the spiders does get away. This is a cool panel, so I'll read it. Uh, And Scarlet just charges through with a tank. Just in the middle of a base. Just busts through the wall in a tank. (laughs) And just, like, starts shooting one of the spiders. She gets out of the tank and rather than you know the spiders in front of the machine gun on the tank and uses her gun instead so there's that that's the (laughs) thing that happened um and it kind of wraps up with them trying to take down all these spiders and the conclusion is there's some information that the spiders have and they need to stop them but they're in a pickle pickle. yo joe there's a scene where they're just chanting "Yo, jo as well, which is kind of awesome. Like they're doing a good job, and there's just a bunch of soldiers just going "Yo, jo Yo, Joe." And Duke's just like, "Keep running!" <laughs> so it's great. Uh, I, it's fun. It sounds like a fun book. Yeah, it's so IDW's run. What I thought of this um, is a little more on the kid's side. It definitely it's a twelve and up book, right? But it definitely felt more like this is for younger kids to read. Um, it didn't feel as nostalgic in some ways. Like I don't recognize a lot of these characters, at least from this issue. Um, I recognize Baroness. Destro doesn't have his classic. He's like wearing, he's got a human face right now. He doesn't have his classic like metal face. So that threw me off a little bit, but I liked it. Um, man, it's been a while since I've graded a a book. Artwork. Action. Story. Dialogue. dialogue, Rereadability. Sweet. Nailed it. Art. Uh, art is very Saturday morning cartoon. It is very like vibrant colors, um, blocky faces. So I'm gonna give the art a six. Okay. It's not my favorite, but it's cool. Action, a ton of action. Action's a ten. It is constant gunfights. Like I said, Hawk, Hawk on fire shooting off a saw is incredible. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> really good. Just like just constant, and the shooting is cool. There's some really like. Awesome sniper scenes and some some really good action in here. Um, f- story: the story is actually pretty interesting. The, the they explain it very well, like why the why the spiders are there, what they're trying to get, who's behind what, uh, and they don't reveal it right away. They build it up, so you're you're wondering why this attack is happening, uh, and there's some threads being pulled outside of that. So I like the story. I'm gonna give the story an eight. Okay. Um, dialogue is cheesy. The dialogue is very cheesy, very eighties. I, I love some of it. I do. I really like the singing scene and like some of Hawk's dialogue. Um, but the yo jo scene and like it very cheesy. I'm gonna give the dialogue a five. Okay. Rereadability. I'm in this weird spot where like wasn't like this is my favorite comic, but I just it's fun. I feel like if I was just like wanted to shut my brain off and read something kinda weird, like just goofy that I didn't have to really focus a ton on and like worry about a ton of different threads and, like, processing, you know, spiritual, like, whatever. Like, a, like trying to read, like, a Doctor Strange or something. Like, right, like, right. You know what I mean? Like, that same time of processing. Or even reading Doctor Doom and a ton of his dialogue. This is easier for me, so I would give this a seven. Okay. Um, I liked it, but I almost wanted to give it a lower grade because Snake Eyes isn't in it. <laughs> That's <laughs> the whole reason I picked it. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, that is very disappointing.
0: But it's okay. It was, it was good. Like I said, Duke, de- Duke definitely um, stole the show a little bit. I th- I'm more of a Cobra guy. I think I like the Cobra characters better. Yeah. So that's... Oh,
1: they're more immortalized.
0: Yeah. They're they're more weird and like... Like a lot of the Joes are just soldiers or like the Cobra people are like crazy dudes and like capes and like weird ninjas and stuff. So I, they're just more visually appealing. <laughs> That's mine.
1: That's yours. Twenty-eight out of fifty for that one. So that you know, that character not being in there kind of killed it, murdered it for you.
0: It's weird because I, I wouldn't. That's a low score, but it was like I liked it.
1: Right. It's it's weird. I mean, it's like it's not X twenty three number four bad, but it wasn't
0: like, bad. It just wasn't amazing. Right. Yeah, but you were was you was a little shocked. That by was It was fun.
1: <laughs> I loved mine. Um, let's see, my. The first book I'm doing is the first Marvel Comics uh, one from June of 1982. Um, you know, build the blockbuster first issue, and the cover is just absolutely gorgeous. It's a tank. It's got a bunch of the members of, you know, GI Joe on there, like shooting off weapons. Like, it's it's bright. It it pulls you in. If you know, if I was in a comic book shop in 1982 and seen this, I would I would easily pick this up. You know, that was just. The th- that was the thing back then. Um, all right, so the surname uh, uh, title of this book is "Lady Doomsday," and it's Ooh. yeah, it's intense. Uh, it starts off with an Amtrak train and a woman by the name of Doctor Adele Burkhart. Adele. Adele.
0: There's a fire. Say, is she rolling in the
1: deep? Uh, she's rolling in the deep. Is <laughs> the nation's uh, top nuclear physicist, uh, one of the brains behind the Doomsday Project. Um, But the, she's, kind of, she's called a traitor by a lot of people because she said she didn't know it was a Doomsday Project. And she's on her way to testify in front of a congressional uh, meeting. But on the way, on this train, the... Uh, Led by the Baroness, uh, she's atta- the The train is attacked by, you know, Cobra, and you know they shoot some people. It's a big standoff, and they take Burkhart away. Um, jumped out of the train, and then their hot the, their parachute went up and led them right to the sweet Cobra uh, helicopter. A few pages go by. Their GI Joe. Um, their unit gets the notion, you know gets the notification that Burkhart has been taken and that they're going to um, they're gonna have to go rescue her. They show the team at this point you know Hawk Zap Grand Slam Short Fuse Scarlet Steeler, Flash Clutch Stalker Grunt Breaker Rock and Roll Snake Eyes Shooter and you know they're
0: oh it was Rock and Roll that was in my book.
1: The beard guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty sweet. I didn't know what his name was in the other one.
0: Yeah.
1: Other book I read, but then I just read that. Um, but they're talking about how Hawk's the best one that they have. And he leads his team. They're all gearing up, getting ready. And at first, they don't want to go. Um, they pinpointed Burkhart's capture to an island. That's an old Spanish fort. Uh, but they don't want to go because they call their a traitor. Um, and this big argument ensues, but they agree to. They eventually agree to go. Um, Baroness actually, they actually, they're going to rescue her, and they're at some. Um, let's see, a certain part of the island, I can't tell which. But a big battle ensues, and they eventually think that they rescued Burkhart, but it turns out to be Baroness under disguise she actually put a mat uh put a wig on and, and looked just liked her and deceived the gi joe um you know gi joe's but eventually uh gi joe's forces they go and attack the fort and they outright um they they defeat the cobra forces and they outright defeat or rescue burkhart um who actually risked partially risked her life she dove in front of a uh an oncoming bullet to protect a G.I. Joe, Um, but they saved her and they get her away. And then Cobra says that he's got to get away. Um, They show a clip of him flying on the plane uh, with Baroness and, which I don't know why they didn't just keep her after they kidnapped her, but um, (laughs) they're flying away. And he just says, we got to rest for now. And there's some side story stuff too. I didn't read too much into, but you know, it's some extra goodness. Um, you know, we decided we were, we were thinking. Me and Greg were thinking that you know, when we when we describe these stories, we don't have to give like the complete books away. I think it's it's better that we just can kind of give you a little bit. So you we want you to read them. We want you to go and read them. We want we don't want to spoil them to you and. Actually, Amy made that point to me months ago, my wife, uh, months ago, and I was like,
0: eh. And like classic husband, you took like six months to process it.
1: (laughs) You're actually not wrong. She'll probably actually appreciate that if she listens to this, which she probably doesn't. (laughs) She hates all my podcasting. But anyways, um, so yeah, I think we feel like less is more. So we're going to give you less um, in hopes that you go find this. These
0: books are available online um, too, but I will get into the... I use Comixology for all my books. Um, right, not all my books. A good amount of my books. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get Comicsology or unlimited, and there's a lot of not current books, but older books that you can access through that, and they still get paid on the downloads. Oh, good. So um, that's I love that. Like I love that idea. Like it's like a like a Spotify or something, right? But for comic books. So uh, that's a great way to use it if you don't have a ton of money to drop on comic books each week, yeah. and you especially wanna these
1: them. older ones that we're reading too, which yes. you're not
0: gonna find for. Like yeah. a dollar, 2 dollars like a a ton of back issue stuff on here. That one uh Doctor Doom issue I read on here, Doctor Doom and Daredevil. That was like a $100 comic and I got it for 2 bucks cuz I could download it on my phone. Um, that's so awesome. that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, still go to your, support your local comic book shop. For sure, oh, without a doubt. But, if, but if this you, is a cool way to to do some. If you're looking for something specific that it's going yes. to be harder to find, this is definitely a way yeah. to use
1: it. It's it's helped us quite a bit, and yeah, like I said, support a local comic book shop. Always buy the newer stuff. But if you if you really want to go back and read something that you just can't find anywhere, this is that's the way to do it. For sure. Um, but we'll get into the review portion for GI Joe, All American Hero number one. The artwork, it is that '80s early 90s stuff that I, I love so much when I think comic books, I associate it with that art style. It's just, I don't know, it speaks to me. And, and like I said to Greg earlier on, on this episode, you know, I just, I, I just got that Operation Wolf vibe from it. And it was like, it was cool because I, um, right around the corner from my, my apartment right now is a pizzeria in Niagara Falls called Sammy's Pizza. And they, right by the the place where you go order the pizza they actually have, um, Operation Wolf on there really? to play with the with the submachine. They still have it. Um, I love arcades and like they still have it. And it, it just reminded me of it. Um, I liked it so much because of the realism to it. You know, I just, in a lot of comic books, you know, Avengers, Spider Man, like X Men, Justice League, all that. Um, I do like to to go outside the box. I like sometimes when they go outside the box. But this it worked yeah. while well keep the realism. The artwork. I'm going to give an eight for that. Um, action, tons of action, a lot of action through and through. I think that's what you know. What makes GI Joe books? It, it does seem like constant action. Um, you know, it's it's really well done. I'm going to give that an eight as well. Uh, story. It was a pretty cool story. A um, little bit of redemption for Burkhart at the end, even though she didn't die. She did. Risk herself, despite the media, pan, you know, painting her as the, as a traitor. Who didn't know there was a doomsday project going on that she was working on. Um, she turned out to be pretty swell. And what they did with her after this, I do not know. But at least for the time being, this storyline—it was a really good intro to Cobra Commander, um, and the Cobra forces, Baroness, just and the GI Joes. It was really well done. Uh, so, story—I'm going to give—I'm going to give a ten for that. Uh, dialogue. Super simple. Um, they did, they did really good utilizing like military like terms. Um, it was fun, just good discussions. All the characters stood out. They didn't seem similar or cookie cutter at all, which I think is very important in dialogue. Um, so I'm going to give that an eight. And when I read this book again, yes, absolutely. Um, this was a fun one. This is not something I would have normally picked up because, um, like I said, GI Joe. It's been around. It's 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 been you know, it surrounded my life, but I never really dove headfirst into it. You know, I, I never appreciated it, I guess, like the same way my dad did. And, you know, my, my little brother, he kind of grew up in that age where G.I. Joe was just coming back and really getting there. So, so, yeah, for rereadability, I'm going to give a I'm going to give an eight two, giving this book a score of 42 out of 50 for G.I. Joe, All-American Hero. This is the Marvel uh, Marvel release. Number one, uh, 42 out of 50. Get a good picture. Alrighty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I so my for my second again. I, I went off the cover on this. One. <laughs> um. Picking my book. Uh. I did IDW's other run of um GI Joe comics. One of the other runs. This is GI Joe, a real American hero, similar to yours. Um. This is issue number one hundred and seventy-seven. And the cover, I loved it because it's Cobra Commander um, on his knees above the Cobra logo with all of his Crimson Guard pointing their guns at him. And I just was like, okay, I got to read this. And I, I love Cobra Commander and his, like, all those 80s villains, <laughs> just picture it now, had this, like, outside of Mumrah, like Skeletor and... Cobra Commander. Wait, they always talk like this, and I like it's, I loved it. It so weird. Okay, like, that's the voice of like evil villains now because of those shows, though. Um so I'll hop into it. It starts with our good friend Baroness. Again, she's in her second book. Um She must be this is her third book she's been in. She must be a more popular character than I realized. Uh when I think like villains, I don't think Baroness. I think like Destro. I think, um, oh my gosh,
1: yeah. I don't think she's like a lead like villain. Cobra, she's kind of like yeah. the the goon villain, you know, the the sub villain. And
0: in this, she's she's not so much a villain as she is just there, there. Okay. So this is kind of cool. And both of them, she has been. She's she kind of plays both sides. Um, but she is checking another person into the hospital that I know the name of and I just blanked on and I'm so sorry. Uh, give me one sec. Oh, there it is. Storm shadow. She's checking. I knew I should have known it. She's checking (laughs) storm shadow into the hospital. Um, and she actually is like, I'm going to pay whatever he needs to get paid to take care of him. And she uses a black card, um, which is like this fancy government thing. And there in the background is snake eyes actually like watching and they're working together. So I got my snake eyes. (laughs) Exciting. Um, (laughs) The Baroness and Snake Eyes are working together to take down somebody. Um, in the meantime, it cuts over to Cobra. And he is there with Mindbender and the Crimson Guardsmen. And someone has infiltrated the Crimson Guardsmen. Uh, and the Crimson Guardsmen are cool because if they take their helmet off, they're all the same dude. <laughs> they're all just like clones, like stormtroopers, essentially. Okay. Um, and it turns out there is imposters among them. Uh, and so they start fighting, and they find out that the blue cyborg ninja, easy name to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, see that ten times <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah,
0: blue cyborg ninja, blah, 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 done, uh, <laughs> is invading um, the bay where they're hiding and is uh, beginning to attack them. Do, 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 Snake Eyes and Baroness are heading somewhere. We don't know where yet, um, but they're looking for a killer. And oh, then they are heading to the Connecticut coast to help find, actually, to Braca Beach it's called, to help the Cobras out, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, (laughs) Dr. Mindbender brings Cobra this, Cobra Commander his sweet battle armor, and like, Again, as a mark and looking here, I mean, it's, it's so doomish. It's just red, but he's got a full metal like body, and then his like classic cobra hood, and it's it like it looks like they were like, "Oh, let's look at Doctor Doom and draw this," <laughs> and I love it. Um, the police are investigating Storm Shadows uh, being checked in the hospital, and and he's gone when they look, uh, and then it's just fighting. Doctor Mindbender is trying to get um, to this stash they have of like mechanized soldiers and they're just getting attacked by the Crimson Guardsmen and all of these other um, blue ninja cyborg soldiers Snake Eyes and Baroness get involved in the fight um, and everyone's super confused why Snake Eyes is there uh, and the best because if you know anything about Snake Eyes he doesn't talk so he doesn't talk <laughs> every panel he's on is just basically like just Baroness basically talking to him and, right and responding for him and it's great <laughs> And Dr. Mindbender's artwork, or, or artwork and outfit are ridiculous. He's just shirtless, like a, you know those like lep, like leopard uh, leotard muscle men? Yes. So he has like a mustache like that with a monocle. Shirtless, totally Like Andy ripped. Williams. Yes. If
1: he wore a leopard.
0: Well, he's not wearing the leotard. But it's that style. Like Andy Williams, totally ripped. Um,
1: Cheap plug every time I die. Yeah.
0: Kicking <laughs> ass with Jesse and Andy. Um Wearing a cape, purple pants, a cod piece—like he's, he's, he's ridiculous looking. Um, and the artwork for this is like pretty solid, but every time they show him, I just get like uh, Dick Dastardly vibes. Right. Just Jack Dick Dastardly—that's the best way to explain him. Um, a bunch of, like from here on out, it's just a bunch of combat. There's a bunch of cobras that are trying to get back to the um, to the beach, and they're like their helicopters are running out of gas. So they jump on a container ship and steal it. Like just release the vipers. And Mm -hmm. then, um, Cobra's watching all this go down. They're all defending. And basically, um, you see blue cyborg ninja in his little computer thing go, okay, snake eyes and baroness are involved. Like I have to come kill them all. And so it's a cool ending. There's also a line where they're talking about Destro coming with uh, his brigade. And Baroness is like, I hate to say this, but like a whole platoon of Destro's soldiers don't match up to Snake Eyes. I was like, ooh.
1: ooh. That's intense. Clout. <laughs> Super clout.
0: Uh, I really liked this one way more <laughs> than the other one. I, I like I liked the other one a lot too, but this one had a full-on cartoon. This one
1: sounded much better. I, oh. I can
0: this one I, was exactly what I was getting into when I was, wanted to read it. Just action and goofiness and like – and the other one had it too, but it was just a little better delivered. Right. Um, I'm going to start with the artwork. The artwork for this was great. Like I said, an 8. I'm going to give it an 8. Um, I would have given it a 10, but Mindbender's artwork, it was just so out of place. <laughs> it just didn't look like the rest of the book and it threw me off. Uh, action, 10 for the action. Okay. Action, solid. Um, super good. Story's a little all over the place, uh, and I think it's just because there's issues that I missed, like stuff with Storm Shadow, there's hunting down some guy, uh, Blue Cyborg Ninja Warrior, I don't know. <laughs> that is a cool name. Yeah.
1: Blue Cyborg Ninja Warrior, Blue Cyborg Ninja Warrior. <laughs> it sounds like... Something- I almost, I was going to say something really bad the next time I tried that, <laughs> on accident.
0: It sounds like some, like... Indie wrestler that would wrestle for free <laughs> on a show with 20 fans. That's what I get. Oh,
1: dude, don't talk about ultimate wrestling on here.
0: <laughs> I'm drama free, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, what was I getting? Oh, story. Uh, six. Forgot what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> dialogue.
1: UW ruins everything.
0: It's so goofy dialogue. <laughs> Cobra Commander, like I said, he had that, like, hilarious like it's i could picture his voice and every like like piece of artwork of cobra was him standing in that like shocked <laughs> like stance like classic like screenshots of the comic books um i'm gonna give the dialogue a seven as well okay and then rereadability is gonna be a solid six solid six solid six i'm trying to be a little more um thoughtful with my grading okay like if i'm like this is the best book ever i'm gonna kill it but i'm actually trying to like do something with this great that's system. actually
1: probably that's good i like that
0: so I, I like i said i really like this it wouldn't be the number one in my book of top or my list of top books rather um but it was fun and it was exactly what i was looking for out of a gi joe book
1: very good you Scored a 37 out of 50 yeah, that's
0: that's around where i
1: wanted it. all right very cool all right the last book we have for you for this episode G.I. Joe, what?
0: I'm so used to finishing. <laughs>
1: I know. I switched around a little bit. Uh, G.I. Joe, number 100, May of 1990. Uh, giant-sized issue, and this was the return of Cobra Commander. cover is just, you know, a really cool, kind of intimidating, if you like look directly in his eyes. Just of him with his arms raised, even though you can't see his complete arms, saying, I'm back. Um, it starts off, that the name of this specific title is Seeds of Empire, and they're in downtown Millville, USA, and Cobra Commander is getting off of a, his copter with the troops, and unfortunately it starts off with him kicking a dog.
0: Oh my gosh, you he's know. getting
1: off and kicking dog? He's kicking off of a helicopter and kicking a dog, even though the dog is smiling. Um, <laughs> just so you know, panel discussion does not... Uh, Support the kicking of dogs, um, but it's good heel heat, um, that's for sure. Cheap pop. Cheap pop, I guess. I love you, Prince. <laughs> All right, so it starts off, he's, he's in the middle of Millville, and he's got a microphone attached to, I really don't know, where his microphone's attached to. But he's going, Citizens of Millville, do not be alarmed. I, Cobra Commander, have seen it fit to bring the blessing of Cobra domination to your pathetic little run-down municipality. We're going to bring you a new prosperity, new jobs, new industry, new commerce, all this coupled with an end to crime and immorality. Um, so this is an interesting start for him. Um, two of the characters, I don't know what their names are. Um, they're running They're running the streets. They're trying to hide because obviously it's a bad idea. All their G.I. Joes. Um, it's probably a bad idea for them to be standing out in the middle of the street during a Cobra takeover. Um, but they're running, they're going to hide, and the Cobra troops are kind of running through, running roughhouse through uh, Millville, attacking the police headquarters, um, you know, telling them they have to support, they're cutting off outside lines, it's uh, it's it's just a hostile takeover, and um, people are, you know, being taken away and and. Well, Cobra's got the, the police force actually on his side um, after he attacks the headquarters. Um, the GI Joes are trying to make calls out of town; it's not working. Um, but it, but Cobra Commander is actually making some like interesting, um, you know, bold state like trying to get these people on his side. There will be jobs for everybody, free hospitalization, bonuses, subsidized housing, Cobra daycare. <laughs> Everybody will be paid in real American dollars, and we'll all be off the books. You won't have to pay a single cent in taxes. I love Cobra Commander. <laughs> it's so good uh, now, especially Cobra Daycare. Like, come on, a better is anybody offering a better deal than that? And a bunch of people were like, "Yeah, this isn't. Oh, well, this this sounds too good to be true." And other people were like, "It can't be any worse than we have now." First positive thing we've heard in years. And then one guy um, who used to be in the military is saying that they're you know terrorist organization and Cobra Commander actually gets the crowd to kind of turn on him um goes I'm as American as apple pie and motherhood I believe in free enterprise because that's the American way um and he's the <laughs> they show him saluting the American flag which is which is interesting but uh, it's 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 working um you know he's giving I don't know it's <laughs> it does sound too good to be true um but these Joe agents, they finally get in track or into some, uh, like, I'm not to say all satellite radio communication system. Um, but they can't even get in touch with the GI Joes, uh, the rest of the GI Joes, because the, the signal is jammed. So they decide, one of them has an uncle that's in town. Um, and they decide to go and find him. And it actually ends. This is a long book, by the way, too. There's a lot of details in between this, but they actually go. To find him. Uh, find this uncle. And the uncle actually ends up ratting them out. Because um, there's some kind of mind control vice or device. That's turning these people. Um, into like Cobra Commander slaves. So, um, But they finally get to their uncle. They say hey Uncle Jeff. Um, oh it's Mutt. Mutt's one of them. And we've been waiting for you. Me and my new friends. And all of a sudden all the Cobra troops are surrounding them. Um, Cobra Vipers. We're surrounded, and the uncle goes. That's them spies from the GI Joe team. Take them away, and that's how the book ends.
0: I like that we both picked like Joe centric books, and then Cobra centric books. We did, and we didn't even do it on purpose. No, we did it.
1: That's just our. That's just that's just how we roll here. Apparently, uh, <laughs> artwork. 1990s. This is very similar to that eighty two um, look. You know, Operation Wolf. Um, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. I think I gave it an eight last time too. Um, art, no, art. Action, action. Wow, I um, remembered
0: and you forgot. I know. What the f- that's because you went last. Dude, this that's happens what it was. when you go last. You it's, forget it's throughout what you're the
1: doing. whole rotation, man. Whole rotation. Um, action. You know what? There was actually minimal action here. Um, there was there was some stuff. It was very few and far between, but you know there was. Decent action, you know. This is more story driven, to be honest yeah. with you. But I'm going to give the action a six in this one. Um, it, as for story, it was a cool story. The the takeover, um, you know, trying starting to actually get the citizens to to like, oh, okay, let's let's do this. Okay, Cobra Commander, we accept you as our leader. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Uh, very interesting. So I'm going to give the story a ten. Dialogue a lot of good dialogue. I love Cobra Commander's dialogue too. Like him, you know, he is he is a terrorist. That oh, that's yeah. that's his group. And then, you know, him pledging pledging to the flag and saying I'm just American apple pie and the Cobra daycare line and like it was very very good. Is your was your Cobra Commander helmet or uh cowl? It was cowl. It was cowl. Okay. Cow. Um yeah, just really really well done. I'm going to give the dialogue for this a 9. Uh, Rereadability, would I read this book again? The lack of action did hurt that for me. Um, I like it to be a little bit more balanced, but all in all, it wasn't too bad. I'm going to give that a 6 for rereadability. 39 out of 50 for G.I. Joe 100 from 1990. Nice.
0: Very good. All right. I think that about does it. That does it. That does it. And then keep listening. Next week... We are back in Rochester. We will be at Pop Rock doing another special episode with a special guest.
1: Yes, we will. Chris Gullo should be back, I would imagine. He's not our
0: special guest. He's not our special guest. We will also have uh, (laughs) Cloudy, if you pay attention to the independent wrestling scene at all. He's been part of teams like Up and Smoke, Special K, uh, just an all-around good dude, great worker. And he has picked Wolverine. Yeah. So this is going to be exciting, a fun episode. Such a great guest. I'm so excited to have my. Uh, we've had this in the works for probably two months. I've been Couple bugging. Months. Him. Yeah. Uh, and he is super pumped to
1: be on super here. Super pumped. Super nervous. But I like Wolverine. Because we're, we're going to get. You know, all four of us are going to bring what two? Well, two books to the table. Two
0: books to the table. Um, all different Wolverines. You know how I am. I'm going to get weird because that's I like to go off brand yeah. and and just talk about the different stuff they've done. Uh, but I'm super pumped for some Wolverine. Absolutely. Uh, Matt has limited to reading X-23, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: it. Yeah, that's the only book I will read. The
0: only about to read all new, all different Wolverine. <laughs> now, um, But, yeah, this will be exciting. We're going to get some cereal. We're going to get some mocktails. Absolutely. We're going to talk some Wolverine yeah. in Rochester. And then... I wonder if it'll be announced. I'm gonna go beat some dudes up. I wish I could say who it was. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited, but I don't know if I can say it yet. No,
1: I wouldn't. So, I Would not just yeah. But you I don't know, know if this, it's episode be Monday. Monday. this episode comes out on Monday. This episode comes on on Monday. So next Saturday we will be there at Pop Rock in Rochester recording. Um, if you want to, if you live in Rochester, if you want to go check out the show, go check out Pop yeah. Rock. Come by. Yeah. Come say hello. We don't bite.
0: Come say hello to us at Pop Rock. Come to Empire State Wrestling. Yeah. Come talk merch with me when I'm done, or come merch. Wow, Uh, you know, reminded. Come talk comic books with me when I'm done selling. I will gladly talk comics if you bend my ear. Trust me, I don't shut up. And we we bring
1: our mics when we travel. We bring our microphone stuff with us. So if you want to sit down for five minutes and tell us about your favorite comic book characters, we are, you know, stories. That's that's what we do when we have guests. Um, We are all ears for that. So literally just don't just don't hesitate just approach us and yeah. we'll, we'll have some fun maybe set up a guest episode um real soon but oh, yeah. that does it for us at the panel discussion thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week